Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. Hey guys, welcome to episode 15. My voice is a little raspy this week because I'm recovering from a cold that I intuitively feel is related to me coming back from the retreat in Mexico that I was in. I experienced so much transformation and shifts in such a short amount of time that I feel like my body is just catching up on it because mentally I feel so clear and I feel so motivated and I want to do so much and physically my body's telling me to slow down, which I'm not really doing, but I'm feeling better. So thanks for bearing with my voice. I just like to think about it as channeling Scarlett Johansson in her sexy raspy voice. Anyway, This week's guest I'm particularly excited about, it is Alison Charles, internationally renowned television host, speaker, and spiritual teacher, also known as Rockstar Shaman. She went from being a national champion athlete, number one rated hip-hop radio host, and national daytime television talk show host, to aligning with her calling as a mystic and shamanic practitioner after a traumatic moment provided her awakening. Since then, she's been sharing ancient wisdom through modern media platforms. Oprah Magazine has featured her as a top meditation. Forbes has featured her, Huffington Post, you name it. She's been all over the place as one of the top female founders. She has a monthly column for Well and Good, where she does energetic forecasts for the month ahead, which I highly recommend checking out. It's always so aligned and helpful. And she has also led huge meditations at Art Basel in New York's Bryan Park for HBO Film Festival. She's been named an emergent icon. I mean, this woman is on top of the world and she is helping so many people step into their own light. I'm very excited and honored to call Allison a close friend of mine. We've been through a lot together. If you just want to look on YouTube, we have gone on a trip to Nicaragua together where she administered my first CBD oil. In this episode, we talk about so many things, starting from how she came out of the closet as a shaman to how she created her personal brand that is so wildly successful and how she ended up recently translating that into work that she calls shamanic PR. She shares her tips on releasing energetic blocks that are stopping you from being the most self-expressed, full-blown version of yourself, and then share it with the world and get more press coverage, get more leads, and have a more successful business, and not just that, but also live a more fulfilled life. We talk a lot about inner achievements versus outer achievements, and how for a long time in her life she lived in denial and chase those outer achievements and how it took really climbing those inner mountains of aligning your soul with your purpose to really feel true peace and happiness and fulfillment. We also talk about communicating with the universe and how to not miss the signs that the universe is always sending you. We talk about the power of trust and surrender and releasing things, relationships, identities, and situations that are no longer serving us even though it can feel really, really scary. She also talks about how she uses social media. Of course, this is Woke and Wired. That's the things we talk about. Shamanism and social media in the same sentence. Ali shares her take on social media, what role it has played in her business, 
and how she balances intuition versus strategy when it comes to her digital marketing efforts and social media content. And one of my other favorite topics discussed how to merge the unseen realms and bring them into this modern world and how to translate. If you're one of those healers or energetic workers and that's your path and your purpose, how to translate that into the digital world and into the real world when you meet people at parties, how do you explain what it is that you actually do? Whether you're a healer or a shaman or are into this work or not, I know you're going to get very woke from this conversation. It's very inspiring, very activating. Enjoy and DM me on Instagram and tag Woke and Wired. Tell me what your takeaways are. I always love getting messages from you and knowing what lands and what resonates. Enjoy this episode. And thanks so much for being here with me. I appreciate each and every one of you. And if you have a moment, leave a rating for this podcast. It will help way more people get enlightened. Just kidding but at least get inspired, get more connected and find a community of like-minded people because we now have a Facebook group. Just search for Woke and Wired on Facebook and it will be more active as more people join, but that's a safe space for you to just connect with people who are like you, interested in living a life that is both connected in the seen and unseen realms. I like to start by sharing with people how we know each other. Mm. And I'm just thinking back to that moment where we were both at Jane Motorcycles in Brooklyn at our mutual friend JC's birthday. And Allison walks in wearing these white leg, white pants, all white, bright. And she comes in and I look at her and think, oh, wait, it's this chick from Instagram. She's a total goddess, even more so in real life than on Instagram. And we just clicked right away and then we ended up going to Nicaragua together and doing a lot of really cool business projects together like the limited edition Shaman Blessed Heart Bowl. If you guys haven't seen that, there's a whole exclusive story that was on Well and Good. And that was the beginning probably three or four years ago now. Yeah, it feels like so much has happened in that amount of time. And I, I remember the first time we looked at each other at Jane Motorcycles. I just remember when our eyes locked and we hugged and I felt your vibes and your energy. And it's one of those stories where it's just like instant kindred essence or an instant friendship. And I feel like that's kind of how the essence has woven within us and between us since the day we met. It's just been a lot of effortless synergy and flow, like all the things that we've ever worked on together, there was no doing or trying around any of them. If you think about it, you know what I mean? It was just like, I would get an idea for something or you would, and then it's just all been very divinely guided. So Mm -hmm. it's always felt super in flow with you. And thanks to you, Ali, I have stepped more into my own gifts and my own powers as a healer, as a woman with a voice in the world. And wow, so much. We're going to get deeper into that. But For now, I want to ask you this. Hmm. What is making you feel woke? Ah, I felt a whole surge. Talk about, oh, and I just saw. So I always see when I'm accessing in or tuning into something super high frequency, it's a very, very specific, like ultraviolet dot that I see that's essentially in my third eye, but but I'm seeing it in another realm. And as soon as I close my eyes to feel into that answer, the dot accessed in. 
And I felt the surge of energy around it because truly right now at this point in my life, I can honestly say I'm more embodied and connected and woke than ever. (sighs) Let me feel in a little bit more as to why. One second. As I put some cypress, yeah, I'm loving essential oils on Mm. us. It smells like a divine wild forest. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, there's a big answer and a small answer. The big answer is in the last five, six months, I've truly had the old paradigm honorably disintegrate and completely schluff off and dissolve. And as that was dissolving simultaneously, my new paradigm was being built. And it was all rooted on this thing I'd become consciously aware of a couple years ago where I could feel a disconnect between myself, my life operations, and true enjoyment. I could feel for my life and all the amazing things that I was creating and and, and taking part in. I was like, there's some sort of a gap. I should be enjoying this more. There's there's some sort of disconnect. And when I let myself see that and access into that truth and become consciously aware of that truth, I was no longer blinding myself or denying myself of seeing that. Then I started to call in like, let's let's shift this. And so in the last year and a half, two years, I have constant, well, I'm always constantly on this path and always doing this evolutionary work, but that piece was now a part of it. And so it started to work me and work me. And a lot of how my business was operating went away. And then from October through January, I was in all this going inward rebirthing process. I would say I had a number of legit true rebirths and awakening moments in those months. And it then brought me to where I'm at right now, where my work as a shamanic practitioner, as a television host, everything that I'm doing, my medicine and calling in the world is like almost a complete 180 as to how it was since coming out of the closet almost three and a half years ago to the day. Because I realized in one of the healing sessions that my entire life has been in the spotlight. Since before I was three, running that first road race, from the time I was a little girl, I was always being written up in the newspapers, talked about, looked at, whispered about, forefront, limelight, spotlight. And now with the work that I birthed a few months ago, the shamanic PR and the shamanic media and brand development... I'm now thrusting, I'm working with these incredible clients and doing all everything that I've learned throughout my entire life journey and all capacities, I'm now using all of that expertise and knowledge and skill sets to get them seen and to get them pressed and to get them out in the world. And that has connected me with a, an, an abundance of gratitude I've never known. That has connected me to an embodiment of joy that I've never felt And the happiness levels are probably wider and bigger than ever in my memory. And it's because I've always been of service in so many different ways, but now there's a different thing going on Mm. with me not feeling the pressure of having to be out there. And I mean, I still am, but there's this whole other paradigm that's happening. 
And so that's truly what's making me feel more woke than ever. When I'm doing this work with my clients, I can feel the power and I see it happening and I see the transformation and all the things that are happening for their brands and their lives. And I'm like, this is what it is. And I just would not have ever guessed that, honestly. You know, when I look back in hindsight, it is one of those things like, oh, I guess it makes sense. I actually studied PR in college. So it's like kind of like, oh, yeah, but having, you know, gone from being the elite athlete to radio hosting to television hosting to having my awakening and then coming out as a shamanic practitioner publicly, it's just all been of that thing, that thing, that thing. Now I'm back and I'm like, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Fan this flame. And it's just like, it's just a whole different energy system happening. Do you guys know when you have a friend who... You meet them and they're the same person, same skin, same clothes, but they just have this completely different energy that something just clicked in and maybe it's because they quit their job or left a relationship that wasn't serving them. You know, it's, it takes one of these big life changes. And when I saw Allie after she started doing this new kind of work and I, I just felt that huge shift in you. Mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful to see you step into that. Thank you. Yeah, it's so it's so liberating and powerful. And I don't know where it's all taking me. I mean, if, if any of you guys have listened to or watched any of my interviews before, you know that my very favorite quote of all time is truth is a pathless land. And so I live my life in this pathless land of these unseen realms directing me and guiding me and It's like a whisper or a gut feeling or a vision I'm sent or a message from one of the ascended masters that I work with or something from an unseen realm will communicate to me in some way to guide me here, to guide me there, to go over there. And so I'm truly every minute of every day, like navigating from a place of like nothingness, of unseenness. And it's a path of just complete trust, a lot of courage, total faith. And yeah, and so I'll, I'll see where, where it all goes. But right now I can say that it's, it's absolutely incredible and really mind-blowing and I'm super grateful. So the reason why your work with clients is so powerful in the realm of shamanic PR is because it took you stepping onto that journey and shedding all the layers that were holding you back from being seen as your full self. Ah, right? God, yes. <laughs> I literally could almost like uh, uh, like throw up right here on your beautiful desk. Like it took so, I mean, it, oh my God, if people understood the things that I've had to face and relinquish and shed and transcend and have these spiritual fires burn out from me to just keep growing in my fullest, truest expression of who I am meant to be this lifetime and delivering the medicine that I'm meant to deliver, it has been the trippiest, wildest, barfiest, most miraculous, all of it experience. So what did it take? You know, you were going through life, you're this famous shaman, you are a rock star shaman, people know you, people are following you on Instagram, you're doing events around the world, you're traveling, you know, people would look at you and think, wow, she has it all. But on the other side, something wasn't fully clicking in. So what did it take for you to acknowledge that to yourself? And what did you do? Well, it took, it took me, like I mentioned, letting myself see that first layer, there was a slight schism 
you know, there were a lot of incredible things that I, I was really happy about and was feeling great about, but that schism, that, that slight blip in the frequency that felt off was that, that moat that was running between me and genuine enjoyment of my life process and journey. So when I, when it was time for me, I think I had just been pushing so hard and so long that my soul got to almost like an exhaustive point of like, we need to bring this to her attention. Then when I let myself see that, it really took courage and a whole other capacity because from mid-October of 2017 all the way through mid-January of 2018, so October, November, November, December, December, January, Wait, wait, October, November, November, December, December, January. Yeah. So three full months, I literally was going against the way I normally had always, I've always lived life because I stopped. I ceased work. I paused work. Now, I'm very grateful to have been in the position to be able to do that. I understand that not everyone can just do that and take three months to go inward. And people are always like, oh my God, all these rebirths and all this stuff that happened to you in that three months, where did you go? And I'm like, I was in Cobble Hill in Brooklyn. Like you don't have to like, I mean, of course we voyage and we travel and we immerse in healing and sacred traditions everywhere. But like all this portal happened in Brooklyn and Brooklyn's where my initial awakening happened too. So New York City is a powerful epicenter and vortex for people to have awakenings. And so basically it took me having courage in a whole new way. I was used to having courage of being ultra ambitious and winning and winning awards and being a champion and and being courageous at gaining accolades. This was the opposite. This was the courage of inner achievement. This was the courage of sacred stops, sacred pauses, of trusting in an entirely new way. And because I have completely flipped the script on my life and gone from old paradigm to new paradigm that looks in a lot of ways a total 180 difference, I now understand why people freak out about change. And I, I understand how why it's so challenging for people to transcend lifelong patterns and behaviors because You're literally stepping forth into an entirely new way. It's like you're blind and your hands are out and you're just like, God, help me. God, please, you're still there, right? You're, yeah, okay, yeah, I know you. And it's, and it can be so scary, but because of all of my work, even before my awakening, studying self-help, incessantly studying metaphysics incessantly, it's literally my entire life led me to this place of trusting and stopping, stopping the push stopping everything and going inward. And when I went inward, then silence and presence, that is when I I created a system within me and around me to get the downloads needed because the shamanic PR and doing the shamanic media and, and brand development, that was a download that entered into me. And that download probably could not have accessed in and the strength in the way that it did had I not done that three-month inner achievement versus external achievement. So it's one thing to make a complete shift, right? From having a corporate job to becoming a healer, let's say. For you, it was different in a way that you already were doing work in the wellness in the healing world. But it was just this click and this switch that happened. And I think that could possibly take even more courage in facing those little pieces that are not working Mm. and... 
and setting the intention of having them clicked in. So what is different now about what you do and how you present yourself, you know, from the level of changing your Instagram handle Mm -hmm. from Rockstar Shaman to I am Allison Charles to what is your work in the world and how has that shifted? Oh, yeah, God, it's shifted so much. I mean, the thing that I want to start with that was interesting is, you know, before my awakening, you know, national champion athlete, ran for University of Alabama. I was on television as a wellness expert and television host. And then I had this huge awakening that lifted the veil and all the illusion and denial and the the main egoic shell got obliterated and blasted away. And, you know, talk about a rude awakening within an awakening, because when that veil lifted and I saw truth about me, the past relationship that I was in, that was the instrument for my awakening in life, I was like, oh, my God, you know, my entire life, my family owned fitness centers. I I, I also been a division one college coach and advanced certified personal trainer my entire life since the second I was born was built upon wellness and fitness and health. And when I had my awakening moment, I realized how in so many capacities, how unwell I was, that I had been in a codependent relationship, that all the panic attacks and the suffering and the anguish, internal anguish that I was feeling, the eczema, the denial that I had been living in because of you know, the fear of opening up my gifts, the fear of the relationship ending. When you're in a codependent relationship, that's obviously your your greatest fear is the, the demise of that relationship. And so that was wild and trippy for me to see that I had been functioning in the world of wellness, but I wasn't truly well. And that took a lot of bravery for me to acknowledge that. And that's really what was the precipice for my most powerful moment in life with the awakening was my surrender moment was then communicating once I saw that truth. And I said to, and this is what my book is that I'm writing right now. You know, once I saw the truth and then I communicated down to our great mother earth guy and and up to father sky, consciousness source, God, whatever you want to call it. And I said, wow, show me the way, show me the way. And ever since that initial surrender moment, it's just, it has been me being on the red road, being on the awakening path, being on the hero's journey, walking in that pathless land of truth. And it has, it's its taken a lot because to come out as a shamanic practitioner, it's a, that's a very potent thing. And my medicine works in ways that it's, it's powerful in, in different capacities and so, yeah, to go from mainstream media, I was a hip hop radio host, you know, like truly for like four years, I would wake people up at a hip hop station. And to go from that to trusting and my divine mission here and trusting in my calling that I'm here to be a public figure, shamanic practitioner and a modern mystic that's very out there in all the worlds of media. I, I merge mysticism with media. And that, you know, when I came out three and a half years ago, there were not that many people at all doing it. You know, you know, Gabrielle Bernstein, of course, was already on the map. But like, other than her, honestly, like three and a half years ago, there were not... There was not the consciousness and spiritual talk going on that there is today. It wasn't cool to be a shaman. No, it was not like, yeah, and I was just going on the divine guidance. And so it's been, there's just no words for what the for what the path has been like, honestly. So how is it different now after the shift that happened in January? And actually, 
you know, once you got clear on what needed to be changed, what were the actions that you took to step into that new paradigm? Okay, so, okay, let me feel into this. Yeah, this is the great question. Because, yeah, you're honing in on now what I'm working with a, a lot of my clients in the shamanic PR and shamanic media and brand development. That's this is this is what they're currently experiencing on the work with me. It's truly so there as you are exiting any old paradigm in your life and and ready to step forward into a new paradigm. What separates the old paradigm with the new is a swirling like vortex it's a portal and so this this portal that is opening for you to take you further into your truth to take you further into your soul's mission into your truthful expression here on earth you cannot when you're on this side of the portal you can't fully see the picture because within the portal, there's the, the universal spiral that's spiraling and spiraling. So you cannot fully see what is all on the other side. And that is but by divine design and is by divine design that it's that way because it requires you in order for you to leave the old the old job, the old patterns, the old behaviors, the old identities, all the things that as humans and our, and our egos cling so fucking tightly to, all those things that we're just like, oh my God, but if, but if I let that go, who am I? Or if I let that go, how do I we're operate in life? If I let that go, what's going to happen to me? Oh, you know, what's my life going to turn into? And those are all the, the clamoring little egoic or big ego, egoic voices and energy systems that make us go like this and hold so freaking tightly to the world and identities and jobs and things that we know because we know it and it's safe and it's comfortable. So we cling and grip so freaking hard, but that's the same system that keeps us playing small and keeps us in our limiting positions and keeps our light in a position that's not being of greatest service to the world, to the planet like it was designed to. So it requires, in order for you to walk through the portal with the spinning universal spiral, it forces you to walk through with surrender and acceptance of the great mystery and acceptance of great spirits planned for you and faith and trust. And once you walk through and truly decide to live in a different way and you keep walking forward on that path, you don't then turn and revert and jump back through the portal back to the old. You keep walking through, you keep walking through, there's enough universal support and helpers and and realms and animal totems and guides that are with us that will whisper enough and put enough peace in your heart to know that even though this is an unfamiliar world, this is where I'm supposed to keep walking. So that's when it becomes your job. You have to Trust in the hits that you get, the smells. You have to you have to widen your conscious awareness to let those helping messages and those things that are going to keep guiding you through bravely into your new. They're all there, but you have to be consciously aware enough to let them come in and to not toss them off to the side and be like, oh, I didn't really hear that message or whatever. Or I didn't um, see that lightning. 
It, yeah, exactly. Because I always say to people, how else do you want universe to communicate with us? Like that is the universal communication system. It's through the signs and through the subtle body and through the subtle awarenesses and through the whispers. It's through my, my second favorite quote. And when talking about divine essences and divine energies is you are secret yet also evident. You are secret, but also evident. So it's like that ephemeral, just like energy that comes in and you can't see it and put your finger on it, but you know it's there and it's evident it's there. And that's the system that you work with. So let's get deeper into that. When your voices got super clear and the signs were all there, what were the actions specifically that you took to shift your business, your presence in the world, Mm. and your identity? Earthly, concrete things. Yes, let's bring it to earth. So I got the hit. Okay, so now I'm working with Universal Guidance. They sent the download into me to completely change everything I was doing. And I blurted out when I was in LA a couple trips ago to my friend, Hey Sahara. I said to her, I got the download and I looked at her and I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to offer a PR branch to my shamanism. And then she got a hit and was like, oh my God, you have to. So after I got the hit, I flew, I was on the airplane the next day and that whole flight back from LA to New York, I was just like, really? You know, writing down things in my notebook. So I'm, I'm still a very, honestly, what saves me every day. I'm a very tangible writer. I'm not someone that likes to send myself audio notes or whatever. I I have to write things down. So I'm constantly going through journals. So on the plane, I get my notebook out and I'm just starting to like jot down any further ideas. Like, do I have a hit on what to call it? No. Okay. It's shamanic and it's PR. Okay. I'm just going to call it shamanic PR. So I start just writing things down, but then I feel into The next layers, I'm like, do I really want to do this? I always keep myself an integrity check because my main goal is I want to function and live and be in truth above all else because I know what denial looks like and it is not fun. It is filled with suffering and pain. So after living the first half of my life in denial, my main intention is always be in truth, always be in integrity. So on that plane ride, I'm like, okay, so I got this download, but not all ideas stick. Not all are meant to be. Do I really want to do shamanic PR? Does that feel appealing to me? Like, you know, I really want to spend time promoting others work. Right. Yourself. Right. Exactly. So all of the I let myself honestly have all of these questions and thoughts arise and come up. And after I did that on the plane, I was just like, okay, I'm still feeling really solid about this. And there still seems to be be a very powerful energy system within me about this. So the next thing that happened that for me, I when I tell you what happened, I'm aware that this might not be commonplace for everyone. But the next morning when I woke up in my place in Brooklyn, the energy system of the shamanic PR idea was so freaking potent and powerful and big that I literally woke up and I remember I was like rocking back and forth and I was like writhing in pain and oh, 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 I was like moaning 
And I'm like, what is this pain that I'm feeling? It, and I could, it wasn't a physical pain. It was this energy system that was truly exploding out of my body and wanting to explode out of my auric field. It was an energy system that was pushing and forcing its way out of me so big that I was moaning in pain. So what I did was I voice texted Sahara because we had both had a healing session a couple days prior back to back. And I was like, maybe she's feeling this too. Maybe this is part of the expansion from that healing session. So Sahara says to me, because she instantly got, she's also very connected and woke and she got a download and she said, you're having morning sickness. You have to birth the shamanic PR out now. And as soon as I heard that voice text, it resonated so deeply that I was like, Allison, you might not, you don't have anything in place. You don't even, it's just going to be called shamanic PR. But literally I knew that she was right. And I knew I had to get it out. So honestly, what I did at the beginning of my shamanic path coming out of the spiritual closet was the same as what I'm about to tell you now. I just effing did it. So what did you do? You step out. And I, I made a post. I went to my phone and my notes and I was like, okay, what am I feeling about this? I'm feeling more excited about this work than ever before. It's so powerful. It's so divinely guided. You know, people ask me since I came out as a Shimano practitioner, who's your PR person? Who's your publicist? You know, I've in Oprah magazine, cover story of Marie Claire magazine, written up in Forbes, written up in, you know, top female founder, Huffington Post, da, 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 all these things, all these things, all these incredible things. And I never had a PR person or press person. It was, it was me and universe. So I wrote that in the Instagram post to let everyone know that, hey, shamanic world's first shamanic PR is now at your service. And I'm I (laughs) it's still to this day. I mean, this only was like four months ago, but it was mind blowing the response that I got in less than 48 hours. I was, you know, All of a sudden, I had to figure out the contracts. Contracts were signed. I was already having to say, like, you know, I'll keep your name on a wait list. But right now, I'm totally at capacity. I'm at client capacity. And it it has just been incredible. So you just, sometimes you just, I'm not saying this is the smartest way business-wise every time, but sometimes you just have to do and put it out there and all those other pieces Like get them put together and figure it out as you go. I put that post out before I had any of the background business things in place. There's still no shamanic PR website. It's just my website, alisoncharles.com. And it says somewhere on the homepage, like nine hour offer shamanic PR. There was, when I put the Instagram post out, there were no contracts. There was nothing in place. But it forces you to get it all figured out when you are acting on divine guidance and then you see the divine response because you're acting on divine guidance and then you're forced to get the contract and get all these things sorted. And the same thing when I came out of the spiritual closet three and a half years ago, once I aligned with my calling and understood that I was supposed to be public with the shamanic work, That was terrifying. Like, oh my gosh, you know, to come out with that. I was actually just thinking about this earlier today. You know, I think it's so powerful and fascinating, you know, people that have to come out of any kind of closet. 
you know, whether you're gay or bi or trans or, or shaman or whatever it is, there's various closets that some of us have to come exit out of in life and you're never more vulnerable. And so I knew that I, I needed to go out with it. And I was on a group call with JC was actually on that call and two other people that I was doing television work, the four of us were on that call and I was having a breakdown. I was totally having complete meltdown, crying, freaking out. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm supposed to go with this. How am I supposed to do this? Where am I supposed to start? It's like I aligned with my calling and I'm like, oh my God, now what? And the three of them are just like, Allison, you do know what to do. You do know what to do. You've got this. Like, just, just where can you start? Just put yourself out there. And when I'm listening to them talking, I remember that my friend Paz was the founder or is the founder of a vegan expo called The Seed. And looking back, the irony, right, that it all started a thing called The Seed. And I messaged him and I was, I said, hey, you know, I'm coming out with my true work and can I have a table at the seed? And he was so gracious. He said, sure. What, what are you going to do? What are you going to have at the table? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but I had my friend Max make a sign that had my headshot on it. And it said next level living with Allison Charles as seen on the juice on, you know, whatever, whatever. And I put the sign at my table, had some crystals and Palo Santo. And I stood there and I made myself stand there. It was such an ego check. It made me be so vulnerable and humble, the humility to just stand there so vulnerably, having people like come over to your table being like, oh, what's going on here? Who are you? What What's this table about? And I'm just like, you know, I'm Allison and I'm a shamanic practitioner and I'm happy to answer any questions. And I literally, I can honestly say, I mean, I have courageously stepped out like that and stepped out like that and stepped out like that the entire three and a half years since I've been out. And look what has been accomplished, you know, the global movements that have been activated. And I now have, I realized the other day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I I have a, a mystic-based media Empire. I have a spiritual talk show. I have a spiritual book deal. I write a spiritual monthly column for the top health website in the world. I give spiritual talks all over the planet. And it's it all started from me wanting to throw up and having a breakdown, but just stepping forth and doing it. So here's my question. In acknowledgement of all the alignment that's happening and everything that's coming together, what was when you were standing at that table at the seed and people would come up to you? Yeah. And you still weren't sure what your work or your method is. Right. What were you doing then? And then from there, now when people come to you for shamanic PR, I'd like you to walk me through the process of what actually happens. You, uh, you want me to walk you through this process or what the heck I was doing back then? Love. And how you know, where it comes from and how do you know what the heck you're doing? Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So whew, it's too, hmm, that's, that's a big question. It's, it's very twofold. I mean, one, as you're very well aware, because you just sat with me the other night at a shamanic community with a spiritual teacher that had come up from Peru to immerse us in his, his teachings. I'm completely dedicated to learning sacred traditions and immersing myself with renowned healers and masters all over the planet. So there are the learning from elders and sacred traditions and indigenous teachers and cultures. 
And then there's the bigger capacity. Well, it was the bigger capacity for me from the beginning was the ancient wisdom and power that was already inside of me. But I had the courage to access into it and trust on that because I have been a mystic, a sage, a healer, a shamanic practitioner for hundreds and thousands of years. And so by divine design, when I'm up there writing my soul contract, so from all those past lives, all that ancient wisdom from being this, doing this work was already stored inside of me. And then I sign up on my soul contract to come down here to do this work. So it's all in there. And so that's part of when you commit to these healing practices and, you know, studying mysticism and doing all this stuff. Every time you do it and every time you sit with another person that's of high frequency and high vibration, it activates the light body, the light grid, the ancient wisdom opens up your chakras, opens up all the truth within you even more. So I was working my teachings from both of those places the whole time. When I initially started, my very first event ever was a chakra-based event. I started my first event I ever did. I still love it to this day. Namaste Bookshop. Hello and namaste to you. I love them so much. They're my favorite metaphysical shop in New York City. So shouts to them. They gave me my start. They always believed in me. And I think I called it shamanic harmonic or something like that. And everybody came and they laid down and I would go and cleanse and clear each person's chakra. It was so exhausting. But that's where I started. And that's how all this works. Like universe witnesses your courage and vulnerability and witnesses you stepping out and acting upon their instructions. And they see that and they honor that back and then give you the next piece and give you the next piece. So my God, over the last three and a half years, it has shifted and evolved constantly almost now to... And so that's part of what I was doing at the seat at the table is I also would offer little mini chakra clearing sessions. So I would have another seat behind the table, behind my headshot sign and my crystals, and they could come around to the back and sit in the chair and I would access in and tune in and give their chakras a little tune up. And, and that's what I, that's where it all began. And now <laughs> with shamanic PR, hmm, it's so freaking powerful. Oh my God, the trippiest stuff has happened. So I only work with the client that understands that both capacities will be at play and they need to be open to honoring both the shamanic side and the PR side and understanding that this program and working with me will be as much self-development and internal work as it is the external and getting you interviewed and getting you on podcasts and things. It is both. And when I can tell that they get that piece and that they will honor both of those pieces and commit to both of those pieces, this is the first time I've ever gone through it step by step. So let me just keep feeling into each step. So then they sign the agreement to do it. And we have an initial intake call that lasts about an hour. And I've already gone on to, if there's a website, social media, things like that. And because I'm in my truth with this work, it's like things illuminate, like neon signs coming out at me of like, this piece has to go. 
They need to shift this title. Oh, we have to completely revamp their bio. Oh, they need to go out and get a new photo shoot done and they need to have a nature background and they need to have the horse there. It's just like I get flooded with these initial layers of information about what needs to go and what needs to come in for their brand to go to the next level. So then when we're on that call, I've already got these preliminary accessing in, feelings in from the shamanic planes of what I need to discuss with them. And then what's wild and potent and medicinal that happens is when I'm talking with them about each of these pieces, it's then in a very beautiful divine way bringing up within them some resistances maybe or some fears or, oh my God, I... You know, when you asked me if I was open to writing articles for such and such platform, I I realized it was surprising that I felt resistance because I always loved writing. But then when after you asked me that, I remembered, I totally forgot that back in college, this girl told me she hated me for some reason. And I still to this day don't know why she hated me. And she told me that if I, if she, if she ever saw that I was a, you know, in print or ever saw anything published by me, that she would do something horrible to herself. How traumatizing. But that memory was a suppressed memory that this person didn't even know was was still stored in her. She had no conscious understanding that that was a block, a a total understandable fear-based block standing in between her and her doing one of the things that brings her the most joy and that she's the most talented at. So by us being on that call, the shamanic PR call, then uh, we're addressing that. Now I have my shamanic tools there too. So if I feel guided and called, I'm then clearing and drumming a sacred song to clear that fear from her on a soul level or whatever I'm told to do to tend to that piece. And that's just one example. But I'm telling you in the four months that I've done this, there are countless examples like that. And so we're clearing out things that are standing in between you and you being out there more that are standing between you and you being in your full power. And then once we clear the way, then the client is in a healthy space to receive the press in. Because if not, imagine all the layers of the blocks that are going to be around that person. They're not going to let in getting a big cover story or a big feature spread in a magazine if they were told back in college that some girl would off herself if they ever saw that happen. And then this person is an empath and a caring person. Of course, she's going to hold herself back from ever doing that. She would never want a person to harm themselves. It's all that deep stuff that we all encounter throughout our life journey. There's those little threads and little layers that that get in between us and our truth and our power. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's part of how it works. And then, and then we have a monthly call where we check in and throughout the month I'm working to, you know, gain, we, they all have different goals. You know, each of the clients work in different ways. One just launched a podcast. And so that was one of her main focuses. Uh, So they're all working in different capacities, but during the month I'm working on them reaching their brand goals and their press and media goals and getting them out there. But then each month we're checking back in and getting back on the same page because then throughout the month working together, I can see still where there might be some some additional resistances coming up. 
or ones that weren't fully going away. So then we'll address it in the next call. And it's just been, yeah, like, yeah, their feedback, they're just like, I can't even, all of this that I've accomplished in two months and three months, I could have never done. I would have been so lost, so overwhelmed, so confused, so freaked out. And I went from here to here in two months and it's it's pretty mind-blowing. I mean, of course, like, you know, each each thing is its own thing and there's always going to be different results, but it's been pretty mind-blowing. It's like bridging the gap between what we think we want and what we're actually ready to allow and receive. Yes. It's stepping into this work that allows us to see the different things that are in our way of really stepping into our higher self. And I think it's just so cool you're doing this work and bringing a more conscious and spiritual approach to business. And I assume it's mostly people in the healing and wellness space, right? Yeah, it's, um, it is, it's, it's different, different categories. Let's see. Yeah, it's, it's everything from animal communicators. I have an animal medium that I work with, other shamans, nutritionists, Pilates instructors, podcast hosts, meditation teachers, people that work with the divine feminine and, you know, like sacred tantric healing arts. It's really all sorts of different forms and methods, but each person is a conscious being and a light worker and a way shower. And that's really the whole foundation and premise of me doing this work is for me to assist in the light growing on the planet. And from all of my entire life's experiences leading up to and truly building up to this point, now I get why. Because I can take everything that I know and help other conscious, woke people get their energy, their light, their divine power, and their brands out there more. And that's my medicine here on the world in the world like that's why you know some people are like oh a public figure shamanic practitioner huh a tv host who's also a shamanic practitioner huh and it's just like hey that's what i'm here to do is is to help the light grow through various forms of media and now i'm doing it for other people you know our work is very similar in that way because whatever brand consulting and social media strategy i do for people I always feel into whether they're actually ready to do deeper work because mm-hmm. I firmly believe that our representation in the world, our brand, our social media presence always reflect what's going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. And if we're not ready to address those deeper things on the inside, then and if we're only working on that top superficial level, then it's just not going to have a long lasting result and impact. So I'm curious, you know, you have your own process, you work with clients, you're at capacity. What about people and healers and people who want to create impact that are listening to this podcast and want some of your wisdom in terms of how to get more media coverage, how to Mm. release things that are stopping them from being truly seen? I found there's a couple of categories. You either already have like an idea of your brand or your brand name and your website started and maybe you already have some client offerings and you're you're out there and you want to get out there more or you're like what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast walking through the portal and maybe you're leaving your corporate job your office job whatever and you want to 
start to be known for spiritual work, healing work. So you have to first look at what, where are you currently at? And then you need to ask yourself, if you're one of those walking through the portal, do you really want, do you feel ready? And do you really want to be a public figure practitioner? Are you ready to step out and begin to communicate and express to your circle, your friends, your family, your colleagues, and and to the world that this is who I am and and conversation at a gathering like what you know what, what do you do always freaking comes up you know how do you feel about answering that question right now and saying oh you know I'm I'm a healer and I recently got back from Bali and I now offer meditation sessions via phone and Skype and I've developed my own method that helps you release from codependent relationships and get back into your power. Like when you think about what you want your work to look like and feel like and express like, then envision yourself being out with it. And how does that make you feel? Is there still, you know, some layers of fear? Or are you like full blast? Like, woo, I am freaking ready to go. So be honest with yourself and feel into where you're at with it. And then, hey, earthly tasks, earthly realness, earthly duties, if you're going to be, if you want to be a public figure and you want to have a legit brand out there, it's got to be a legit brand. So you need to look around at people that, you know, have a strong following, that have a great website that you really like. Why are you drawn to their aesthetic on their Instagram? Why does their website feel really powerful? And you need to think about, okay, do I have those pieces in place? You might have an Instagram, but it's probably, you know, maybe just you and your friends and your family, and you might need to start a new one. And you're going to need to understand what apps, I have clients, you know, that are still understanding what apps to edit and how to do a grid to have a proper Instagram aesthetic. But these are earthly, legit, earthly pieces that for the most part you need to have in place if you want to be a public figure practitioner. So you need to start looking at those things and really being honest. And you need to figure out, yeah, like what are you calling yourself with these with this work? I mean, I'm still shifting. I shifted my Instagram a few months ago from Rockstar Shaman to I am Allison Charles. I'm changing and refining and evolutionizing my my bio within my Instagram on a pretty regular basis. You know, what do you want to say? What is your title? How are you explaining to people when you when you're a spiritual practitioner, you got to figure out how to put into human articulation what it is that you're doing in these unseen realms. So there's I mean, that's just like the tip of the iceberg. Those are like those preliminary pieces feeling into visioning into. Am I ready to step out with this? If I want to be offering sessions, what do what do those look like? What are they called? Like, what am I doing for people? How long are they? Are they 30 minute sessions? Are they 60 minute sessions? Do I want to work with someone one on one in person? If so, where am I doing that at? Or do I want them to only be via phone and Skype? And I don't want to be in person with someone. There's just there's so many details to it. So you can reach out to me and I can walk you through it in the program. But that's like those are the first kind of beginning nuggets. And so to wrap this up, looking back into social media 
What role does social media and Instagram play in your shamanic PR mm. work? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've had quite a journey. You've seen, <laughs> you've seen me. I resisted Instagram. Oh my gosh, I was like late to the game because I was like, maybe all this stuff will just go away. Maybe all this <laughs> social media stuff before it, before I have to get on it, maybe it'll all just go away and everybody will just realize and decide like it's just not even worth it or cool. But it didn't happen. It just kept getting bigger and bigger. I was like, shit, I got to get on it. So then, yeah. So for me, I really truly feel into when I feel I you'll you'll text me sometimes and be like, when's the last time you posted? Or because you'll notice sometimes I'll go through like three weeks without posting. But sometimes I'm just in such an inward process, and I never want to feel like I'm forcing a post. And for me, I really genuinely feel into like. What evolutionary process am I going through? And then I express it very honestly. I mean, most of my shares, you very rarely will see me do a post that's like one sentence. Most of my stuff is like two or three blocks of text explaining like some massive awakening I just had. But I, my point in sharing it is that we're in a collective consciousness and maybe my audience, you know, can relate and be like, oh my God, like I actually had that too. Maybe I should think about that too or heal that part too. So for me, it's a lot of, again, delivering that sacred medicine, but being true to me, I mean, I'm still, you know, hip and fun and cool. And I still like am a normal person. I'm still a normal person. And so I still like to showcase like outfits that I'm wearing. I work with a lot of incredible globally known fashion brands and still, I, I still like to have that piece at play too. You know, my, me being a shamanic practitioner, I'm still very much of earth and of a certain aesthetic as well. So for if me, if you guys are watching us on YouTube, you can see that Allison's pretty cool with yeah. her lipstick and her <laughs> necklaces. Thank you, darling. Yeah. So I, I just, I try to find, I try to find just what feels really true and, and genuine for me. I got an idea today that I think I might start to perhaps start doing some like sacred songs and not video, but you know, those audio files that you can post on Instagram. And so maybe just delivering like a quick little drumming or medicine song and start posting some of those audio files and seeing, seeing how that goes. So I don't know. I'm just always figuring it out. <laughs> That's what I love about you. You know, I think there's a lot to be said about strategy versus intuition and if you guys haven't listened to episode number five about shakti leadership definitely check that out where we talk about it doesn't have to be one or the other mm -hmm. it's okay to listen to your intuition and then apply strategy on top of that to make it happen and bring it out into the world so and i think you're the perfect example of that because you really follow your intuition you share when you feel called to share you have learned how to edit your apps and how to plan your grid but you also don't pressure yourself to post when you are not in the space of sharing something from mm -hmm. your heart. Mm -hmm. So that brings me to my next question. What was your first screen name? Oh my gosh, blast in the past. Thank you for this reminiscent moment. It was Channel Magical. Wow, that was way before any shamanic stuff came through. Yeah. So how did that come about? I, that's, I mean, I don't even know if I can clearly remember. I, I remember it was when I was doing the TV talk show because even before my awakening, I knew, I understood that there was 
something happening within me because channel magical the the channel represented like a tv channel but also being a channel and then magical was just like i've always just been felt very magical and always been very connected to magic and so i don't remember with with rockstar shaman i remember the day that that name came into play like yesterday and there's a whole story with that but channel magical i don't recall the day that i had the idea for that name i just remember i had it back when i was doing that particular TV show. So I remember there's this really hot actor that we had on the show one day and he was like, oh, Channel Magical. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> Channel Magical, hey. So anyways, that's how I just got a flashback to the to the makeup room when that moment happened. So I know that I had it back then. And yeah, Channel represented both. both. So isn't that interesting though, that even back then, I was still using the words like Channel was representing both the earthly and the astral. That's crazy. Yeah, because that's how I would explain it to people. Wow. So what do you miss the most about growing up without social media? Uh, I mean, honestly, it's just a friend of mine. He hit the freaking nail on the head. And if my phone wasn't dead, I would actually go on right now and read it. But I, I do feel like it's such a valid point. He was saying that, you know, no wonder there's so much depression in the world right now because social media has built these systems of comparison. And rather than us being present to the miracles and magic and all the incredible factors in our own lives that we can appreciate and be in gratitude for, we could, social media sometimes gets thrust people into more of a fear state a fear state of being left behind or comparison or, oh my gosh, am I as good as that person? Or can I keep up? I don't know if I can keep up or whatever these fear-based thoughts that can sometimes get triggered by, by social media. So I just, I think, you know, social media has, has served a lot of incredible purposes as well. I mean, you and I first knew of each other through Instagram before we met in real life. And so I enjoy it for certain reasons, but I do see how it builds a system of comparison and fear that can then turn into other things like depression for people. And that part, I, you know, before social media, I don't think it was as prevalent. You know, I want to share this idea with you that's also from episode five from Shakti Leadership is this idea that social media is just a tool and the consciousness that moves through it is up to us. So I don't think it's necessarily social media that built those systems. I think social media is just reflecting something within us, a shadow that's ready to come out mm -hmm. from us as a human race. And as everyone's mm -hmm. personal consciousness gets elevated, we get more awakened and woke, then social media is going to represent it. And that's exactly why we're having this conversation, because it is going up. It is going to be more pure and elevated. And that's the intention. I hope so. I mean, I... I, I you know, that sounds incredible. And, you know, my thoughts on the shadow reveal that's going on for the entire planet right now. And so if that is another subset of the grander shadow reveal, that makes sense. I hope that, yeah, we are able to shift more to a place where it's celebration of each other and oneness and collective consciousness. And yeah, like truly rooting each other on and celebrating other people's wins instead of it triggering fear or competition or lack. I hope that 
it does shift more to uh-huh. the light side. Aho. Uh-huh. Shifting to the light side, what is your favorite thing about social media? Maybe it's an opportunity that it's given you or a connection. If you think of one first thing that comes to mind. That's a really great question that I think if I thought longer on it, I would probably have a different answer. But the f- the thing that keeps coming in, it's, it's, it's about the expression. And there's something is really incredible and powerful about me being able to have a vehicle and a platform for me to speak my truth and be in my calling and to be the instrument for the sacred messages and medicines that are working through me to be delivered out into the world. Like it's a very powerful vehicle for me to deliver it. And it's also been really cool for me to try to work the muscle within me to write And try to be able to articulate through the written word what I'm experiencing on a shamanic level or on a mystical level. So that's been a really powerful skill set that I obviously work on a daily basis. Well, not that I post daily, but whenever I post, I'm having to figure out, okay, I just went through this thing at my altar that was all energetic and all subtle realm. How do I write this? How do I explain to my audience what just happened? So it's really built a lot of, I've always been a strong writer, but it's taken it to a whole nother level. So I want to thank social media for that. That's awesome. And it's that, and it's also what we were talking about before we started recording, how it's not so much the exact words, but it's the energy that you put into it that Mm -hmm. people are going to pick up on anyway. Yes, it's the true, it's the essence, it's the energetic essence behind it. And I always really try to be mindful. Like I had an idea for a post the other day, but I was in a funky, like gunky, sticky gummy bear of an energy. Like I just was not in a great energy space and out of integrity and honor for myself and all my audience, I was like, I'm not going to post, even though I have this idea and I could post right now, my energy around me is not the frequency that I want it to be. And I know it gets transmitted. It's a transmission. So I chose not to post. I try to be very honoring of all these details. It is a transmission. So Ellie, is there anything else that I haven't asked you about that you want to share with the audience? Oh, I think you've done a very great job interviewing me. I've really enjoyed my time here with you. Maybe it's a practice or an idea or something else. I would like to say this. We touched on it earlier and I'll touch on it just briefly again. It's the idea. Talk about birthing new paradigms. Another one that's birthing that I know that I'm really here to help pop out through that through that birth canal, pop it on out, is that inner achievement. You know, our culture and a lot of the world culture, again, is built upon these external things and these awards. And here, here's a big trophy so you can hold it up above your head and be like, I win! You know, and all these things, right? And I've lived that life and was on that path so much. But I want to just express and say, begin to think about the inward mountains that you can climb 
And the inward practices you can do to evolve your soul, because speaking from very, very deep experience, walking both paths externally and internally, the external one brings a lot with it, but I personally was never able to access true fulfillment and connection to peace and joy and happiness the way that I now do doing the inward work. So I think the more that we can applaud and commend those that really bravely and courageously go within themselves and challenge themselves to grow and evolve and rise and transcend past old traumas or fears, the more that we can speak up about those and say, wow, great job, and like recognize those things, I think it's going to help us to shift out of that tight egoic external culture that has been in place for a very long time. So the more we can honor ourselves for doing that work and commend and honor others who do it as well, I think the better the world will be. Ah, oh, on that note, Ali, thank you so much for being on Woke and Wired. And thank you guys for listening. Thank you for also taking a moment to rate and review the show because it really helps more people discover all the amazing ideas that my guests are sharing here and that I get to be a channel for. And I would love to see what your favorite takeaways from this episode are. Please share them on Instagram, send us a DM, share it on stories. I am at woke and wired and Allie is at I am Allison Charles. If you enjoyed the show, Please share it with your friends, leave a review, and find all the show notes on wokeandwired.com and connect with me on Instagram at wokeandwired. Stay woke, stay wired, and have an incredible day.